It is important for us as believers to walk in the spirit because the Bible declares that if we do so we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. In this message we learn about what it means to walk in the spirit. Now we've been studying about uh, the Holy Spirit the whole of last month and the whole of this month and um, how many of you have been enjoying this series learning something? Yes. Amen. And uh, I've been learning so much Uh, about the holy spirit and what he can do through us is amazing the holy spirit last especially last two sundays we looked at the work of the holy spirit in the old testament right uh, through the prophets to the judges to the kings and we saw the kind of work that he did and the, and what he and and the kind of miraculous supernatural ways in which they lived because of the holy spirit and we saw that the ministry of the new testament is even more glorious even more glorious you know god is saying you know hey, if you think that this is awesome just wait just wait what i can do through you what i can do in you amen so let's go to him and say god we are ready we are willing make us able oh god to live for you and that's god's desire even as we give ourselves to him unreservedly this morning we're going to look at what the holy spirit does in our lives every day And today's message is titled Walk in the Spirit. Now can we turn to your neighbor and say walk in the spirit? Turn to them again and say yes I will. <laughs> Amen. You know, the Holy Spirit was there right there at creation when everything was created and it's because of the Holy Spirit that we are born again. That you and I are born again. It was a deep work of the spirit in each one of our hearts. Yes, it involved you and i making that decision coming to that place uh, inviting him you know taking that step of faith and saying god come into my life change my life forgive my sin yes we did that but when we gave the lord the permission to do that he did something deep in us and that was the work of the holy spirit scripture declares that it is because of the holy spirit that we are born again Now there is this man called Nicodemus he went to the Lord and he said how can a man be born again you're saying unless one is born again he cannot see the kingdom of heaven how can a man be born again and this is what the Lord said to him John chapter 3 and verses 5 and 6 Jesus answered most assuredly i say to you unless one is born of water and the spirit he cannot enter the kingdom of god that which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit spirit this is in response to nicodemus's question so god was saying the lord was saying that which is born of water which means water representing natural birth that is born of the water or what what is of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit so we are born again by the work of the holy spirit titus 3 verses 4 and 5 it says but according to his mercy he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the holy spirit so the holy spirit did something amazing in our lives it was not just a resolution that we took you know sometimes we think maybe you know it was just something that to, that had to do with my mind it was something you know some decision that i made uh, maybe i can make a decision choice again no 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 when you when we gave god the permission he did something deep in us But the beautiful part is this he did not stop there 
he, because of him, because of the work on renewing work of the Holy Spirit, we are born again. Our spirit is alive. We can commune with God. We can talk to God. We can pray. We can worship. We can do all that. And the Lord did not stop there. He did not say, okay, now that you are born again, now find your way through this maze called life. You know, make your way through and I'll see you in heaven. He did not say that. The Bible says that he came. In fact, the Lord Jesus, he said that when he went, when he ascended, he said, I will send another helper and he will dwell with you. He will stay with you forever. And the reason he stays with us is to help us, to help us walk, to help us negotiate through this sometimes, you know, minefield called life. He's there to help us. He's there to lead us, to take us. So when God leads us, when God takes us through, it is a walk of victory. Amen. What seems like defeat, he will turn it around and make us walk in victory. And this is what we see, 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verses 19 and 20. Paul writes and he says, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own, for you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God, uh, sorry, glorify God I'm sorry, in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. He's saying that our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Now let's just pause and just think about that for a minute. You know, this God of the universe, this amazing God, the Holy Spirit who was there, right there at creation, okay? At creation, God spoke and there was light. God spoke and things came into being. The Holy Spirit was there. None of us were there. The Holy Spirit was there through the scriptures, doing all these amazing feats and amazing things through ordinary people. And the Holy Spirit who inspired these people to write the scriptures through the ages, this same Holy Spirit, where is he today? Where is he today? He's in us. He dwells in us. It's amazing. It's amazing. This omnipotent God, all-powerful, all-knowing, omnipresent God, infinite God, he chooses to come and dwell with us in spite of our finiteness, in spite of our limitations, in spite of all that we, we have done and we continue to do, just because we are washed by his blood, by the blood of the lamb, he comes and he indwells us. He comes and indwells us. Says that our body is actually the temple of the Holy Spirit. You know, when we get a revelation of this, an understanding of this, a knowing in our spirit, it will change the way we live. It has to. It has to. Because suddenly you realize that we are never alone. You are never, ever alone. We, can, we cannot come up with that excuse, I'm lonely again. It doesn't apply. Not for a believer. Because he is with us. He indwells us all the time. All the time. So he dwells within us. He indwells us to be our helper, to lead us into all truth, to enable us to walk in victory over sin, and to transform us, to change us, to be more like Christ. And the thing is this, we need to give permission. He will never ever override our will. He will never override our will. But if we are willing, then there's going to be an amazing journey of walking in the Spirit. It's going to be an amazing journey. And today we're going to look at a few things about walking in the Spirit. So it's a great privilege, an awesome 
journey because the Holy Spirit wants to live in us and wants to take us, make us live that God kind of life. He wants us to live that Jesus kind of life. And so many times we are, you know, we are to blame because we don't allow, but he wants to. He wants to take us to that place of maturity. He wants to conform us to his likeness. Amen. And uh, this morning we're going to look at some aspects of walk in the spirit, walking in the spirit. Um, you know, when we are born again, when we become believers, we, we want to live for Christ. We want to live for God. But something happens in the realm of the flesh. Something happens. There seems to be some speed breakers, some speed bumps which really slow us down. And that is why the Holy Spirit has come to help us walk, to help us walk in victory, to be consistent in victory, to live an overcoming life. Let's look at Galatians chapter 5 and verse 16. Galatians 5 and verse 16, it says, I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Okay? Walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You know, so many times we think, you know, if only, you know, I wish, you know, this flesh thing and this unrenewed mind and everything would just go away. I wish I could just wish it away. I wish I could just pray it away because I want to live for God. But somehow, you know, there seems to be this ceiling. There seems to be this lid. I'm not able to go through that. And the key for that, the answer for that is there in scripture. Galatians 5 and verse 16 says, walk in the spirit and very emphatically says, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So if you want to walk in victory, if, you, if you're tired of, you know, the whole flesh thing and tired of giving in to the appetites of the flesh and, you know, all that and tired of living a life as a, you know, as a, a defeated life as a believer, if you're tired of all that, you know, this is the key. Walk in the spirit and we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Okay. So we're going to look at some aspects of walk in the spirit. Okay, to walk in the spirit, first of all, is to know our identity and our position. Okay, it's to know who we are and what we have become in Christ. It's very important. You know, just like we need to come to an understanding of the Holy Spirit living in us, we need to come to a place of knowing who we are, knowing who we are, what we have become because what, of what Jesus did on the cross. We are not the same old, or you are not the same old you, and I'm not the same old me, right? What does the Bible call us? It calls us we are new creations. We are new creations in Christ. Let's look at that word, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. How many of us are in Christ this morning? Okay, you are, if you are a believer, if you invited the Lord into your heart, you are in Christ. The Bible says if you are in Christ, then you are a new creation, a new creature, a new creation. The old things have passed away. All things have become new. Now, do we believe that? Do we know that? Because stuff can happen in life which really challenges that. The big challenge for any believer, for any follower of Christ, 
is that challenge of identity and purpose the devil chooses to challenge that very thing if you remember the temptation that happened the, the devil came and tempted the lord in the in the in the desert in the wilderness and what did he say the question every time if you are the son of god if you are really the son of god he was actually challenging him about his identity if you are the son of god and this morning you know we could be facing that kind of a challenge time and again hey i go to office and yes i you know i'm a follower of christ but then you know i don't seem to be living this way i don't seem to be walking in victory am i really a new creation who am i really things happen which challenge our identity time and again and we are new creations in christ let's look at another verse romans chapter 6 and verse 6 romans 6 and uh, verse 6 let me just go there quickly romans 6 and verse 6 it says knowing this that our old man was crucified with him that the body of sin might be done away with that we should no longer be slaves of sin for he who has died has been freed from sin so another aspect of new creation life he's saying that our old man our sin nature was crucified with him with the lord that the body of sin might be done away with our sinful nature the body of sin was destroyed you know if you want to look at you know sin like a generator which is producing you know producing sin that generator inside of us was destroyed where was it destroyed it was destroyed on the cross it was destroyed on the cross then the question comes but why am i still living a life of sin we'll answer that in a bit but we need to come to that place of knowing and understanding that that body of sin hey it's done away with that body of sin is done away with we need to we need to come to that place of saying i am a new creation my old self was crucified with him that i should no longer be slave of sin follow with me to uh, verse 11 the same uh, chapter roman 6 it says likewise you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin but alive to god in christ jesus our lord reckon yourself it says knowing this reckon this you come to that conclusion you make up your mind and say this as what has happened on the cross i have a new identity i have a new purpose i'm not that i'm not a renovated believer i'm not a renovated human being just not you know sometimes when you buy some stuff or you know maybe some car you you suddenly realize hey it's just like that old model right all the features seem to be the same maybe the color is different but it's it's still the same the inside of it under the boot it's still the same the engine is the same they've made some changes but hey it's actually the same thing no it's not true in our life he made some very drastic changes in us we are new creations there are some things that need to change and that is why we need to walk in the spirit amen so to walk in the spirit is to know our identity is to know who we are to know what we have become in christ and be strong about it and be adamant about it no matter what challenges come no matter what doubts come no matter what questions come going back to the word and saying god your word says that in you i have become a new creation and that is who i am oh god because as a man thinks in his heart so is he okay i just want to narrate one small thing which happened some years back uh we had this room uh i mean in our house where um the bulb had gone i think i shared this sometime back the bulb had, you know uh, is is bulb had blown so 
for a long time i didn't change it long time meaning a, a week maybe you know because morning we'll get up go evening come back you know that, that was room which was hardly used actually uh, just uh, <clears throat> my wardrobe was there so i would i mastered the art of changing clothes in the dark you know by all buttoned up perfect and all that not missing anything but so i'd mastered the art of doing that and it went on one day two days three days and then one day uh we said okay no more living in the dark let's change it uh we got we changed the bulb but a very strange thing happened you know i just went in as usual i did not switch on the light and in the dark i just changed whatever i needed to change and it was fine and then, and after changing i realized that hey something is different about this room the bulb is changed there's something different about you and i the bulb has changed that generator is destroyed amen the prison door is open as long as we believe that no that door is locked i will stay inside as long as i believe no the bulb is not changed i will not switch on i'll continue to live in darkness so knowing my identity knowing who we are in christ very very important we need to grasp that you know with an intensity we need to hold on to that with violence and say god this is who i am i will not let go i'm a new creation in christ secondly to walk in the spirit is to set my mind on the things of the spirit in romans chapter 8 and verses 5 to 7 this is what it says and this is where you know our challenge is because we are new creations romans 8 verses 5 to 7 it says for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh but those who live according to the spirit the things of the spirit for to be carnally minded is death but to be spiritually minded is life and peace because the carnal mind is enmity against god for it is not subject to the law of god nor indeed can be so those who live according to the flesh according to the appetites of the flesh according to the dictates of the flesh what do they do they set their minds on the things of the flesh the minds are full of the appetite of the flesh the minds are full of you know how, where how can i satiate these fleshly desires and so on but those who live according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit verse 6 says to be carnally minded is death if i'm constantly filling my mind with those kind of thoughts my imaginations my thoughts what i meditate on if it is going to be fleshly or carnal no wonder in my life there is no victory even though i'm a new creation now now this is the thing you know god can the spirit of god dwells in us let's never forget that omnipotent god he dwells in us he's changed us but if i'm going to set my mind on the things of the flesh i cannot hope to live a transformed life i might be born again i might be filled with the spirit i might be you know baptized whatever but if my mind is going to be on the things of the flesh there will not be an ounce of transformation because the carnal mind is enmity against god you know sometimes we wonder why is there no change in my life we need to check our thoughts what is going on in our mind what is going on in our thoughts uh, galatians 6 and verse 8 he says for he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption but he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life what is my mind set on what am i thinking on because my mind influences what i do my thoughts influence 
my choices the good and the bad and the ugly the choices that i need to make my mind influences my thought influences so what is my mind set on another scripture is romans chapter 12 and verse 2 it says do not be conformed to this world but be transformed now how many of us want transformation in our lives you know all of us want it all of us need it transformed to be more like jesus and we find a key here he says do not be conformed or do not be uh, you know do not fit yourself to the pattern of the world's way of thinking or values but be transformed be transformed and then he goes on to give the key for transformation he says be transformed by the renewing of your mind by the reformation of your mind by the restructuring of what is going on in your mind be transformed so the key to transformation is this what is my mind set on what am i thinking on what am i filling my mind with and what i fill my mind with is influenced by the things i see the things i hear the things i do what i read so many things what is my mind set on so to walk in the spirit is to set of a mind on the things of the spirit we need to ask ourselves am i setting my mind on the things of the flesh in a 24 hour you know time period how many hours am i am i thinking about the things of the flesh it's good to do a check i wish they had one of those meters you know you can you know you can switch that on and walk and then you you get okay how many kilometers how many calories burnt and how fit you are and all that now if they had one of those things and i'm sure they will be in the days to come how what percentage of our time did we think on the things of the flesh or what percentage of the time did we think about the things of the spirit be transformed by the renewing of your mind be transformed by the renewing so renewing is to just let go many times the devil fools us and into thinking hey i can't help it i can't help this way i can't help think this way but you and i we have the choice we can decide what goes on in our mind and we can stop what goes on in our mind we can choose we can choose and you can say i'm not going to think about this anymore and the holy spirit will empower that choice and he will help you because he is here to help us set our mind on the things of the spirit he is with us he's our helper the only thing is we've not made that choice we've not made that decision so make that choice and say no I will not think about this. I will not think these defeating thoughts about myself. I will not think these thoughts of, you know, low self-esteem about myself. I will not think about those things. I will not meditate on the things of the flesh. I will not imagine those things. No. You know, we have the ability. We need to make that choice. We need to make that decision. To so to walk in the spirit is to set our mind on the things of the spirit. Thirdly to walk in the spirit is to manifest the love of God that has been given to us in our spirit you know when you look at what we've been given when we when we look at what has happened to us as believers when we when we look at that and we see it for what it is it's a good deal it's a real good deal not only does God changes but he comes to be with us not only does he do that but he comes alongside and gives us the resources that are required the tools that are required and he helps us to live that kind of life he helps us to live that kind of life so this scripture you know when we look at romans chapter 5 and verse 5 it says now hope does not disappoint because the love of god has been poured out 
into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. What has been poured in our hearts? The love of God. You know, it's not the love of you know, some noble person, not the kind of love that a man of God or a woman of God or whomever you hold in high esteem has. The Greek word there is agape, the love of God, that unconditional love of God. You know, it seems, it seems you know, way out there. You know, it's, it's, it's too mind-boggling. But the fact is this, that the love of God has been poured in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. The agape of God. And, you know, at most weddings, we, the, you know, most times the scripture portion um, is 1 Corinthians 13, right? Love does this, love is this, love is that, and so on. But the bride and groom, they are busy. They are thinking about the reception and, oh, what needs to be done? I hope I say the vows right and all that, you know. But you go back and look at the kind of love, the description of the love of God. Do we have time to do that this morning? Okay, let's turn to, uh, let's turn to 1 Corinthians 13 quickly. Uh, we may not have it on the PowerPoint. 1 Corinthians 13. Okay. And just reading from verse 4. It says, Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Is not puffed up. Love does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. That's the kind of love. It is patient, it suffers long, it is kind, does not envy, does not parade itself, it's not prideful, it's, it does not behave rudely, and so on. And if you want to know what kind of love has been put in our hearts, this is the kind of love. This is the kind of love. And the love of God has been put in our hearts for one reason. Why? So that we could share that. And sometimes we think, I can never, I can never have this kind of love. But the fact is this, that God has given us this love. And when we experience the, that love that he had, has for us, we cannot but give that away. We cannot but manifest that love. But when we make a choice to say, okay, I will walk in this kind of love, the Holy Spirit comes and empowers us to walk in that kind of love. He comes and empowers us. Otherwise, we can never look at people who are throwing stones at us and say, Father, forgive them. Stephen did that. He was a man just like you and I. He said, Lord, do not hold this wrong against them. He had that kind of love against people who were actually killing him. And it was a slow kind of death. Think about it. Stones being thrown till you die. And he says, Lord, don't hold this against them. Throughout history, throughout history, you know, we've seen people, the early believers, just before they were about to be thrown to the lions, you know, they, they are um, um, accompanied by the soldier and, and they talk to the soldier about the love of God. They talk to the soldier about the love of God and, and about the new life that they can have. What kind of love is that? It's the God kind of love. It's the God kind of love. And when we make a choice to walk in that kind of love, the Holy Spirit comes and he empowers us. He enables us to walk in that kind of love. To, so to walk in the Spirit is to manifest the love of God given by the Holy Spirit. Fourthly, to walk in the Spirit is to be filled 
with the spirit is to be full of the holy spirit in other words is to come under the influence of the holy spirit ephesians chapter 5 and verse verses 18 to 21 says and do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation meaning self indulgent wasteful intemperate life but be filled with the spirit so he's making a comparison between you know being into- intoxicated with alcohol and being filled with the spirit he says do not be drunk with wine but you be filled with the spirit saying do not be drunk and come under the influence of alcohol in which is dissipation right it completely takes over that's what alcohol does right um anyone has experienced that am i talking to you or am i the only person <laughs> i've been drunk before and i know what happens your speech changes your imagination changes and everything changes you come under the influence of alcohol it completely takes over now here says do not be drunk with wine hey, by the way this drinking happened some time back <laughs> in case everybody's quiet you know when did he drink was it last week no no <laughs> praise god we filled with the spirit amen we don't need that stuff anymore to give us a high amen so he says come under the influence of the holy spirit let the holy spirit completely take over your choices your speech your walk your talk and look at that you know if you look at the next verse it says speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing and making melody in your heart to the lord giving thanks always for all things to god the father in the name of our lord jesus christ submitting to one another in the fear of god all this happens when we come under the influence of the holy spirit so be filled with the spirit of god come under the influence the holy spirit actually prompts the holy spirit suggests the holy spirit says okay he gives us a check don't do this the thing is to come under the influence not to fight the influence not to fight the influence of the holy spirit so many times we fight the influence of the holy spirit say god no 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 you know it's so hard on the flesh oh god not this time not this time god i'll come back and you know ask for forgiveness not this time god it's so hard on the flesh but what the holy spirit really wants from us is to come under the influence and say yes yes god when we choose to obey god whether we like it or not when we choose to obey god whether we you know whether it's convenient or not we've come to that right place of maturity we'll say i'll do it god because you say so it's not convenient but i'll do it anyway come under the influence of the holy spirit to walk in the spirit is to be filled with the spirit of god to walk in the spirit is to present ourselves fifthly to walk in the spirit is to present ourselves as an instrument of righteousness to god to present ourselves meaning our senses our members all that we are to present ourselves to god romans chapter 6 verses 12 and 12 to 14 therefore do not let sin reign in our mortal body that you should obey it in its lust and do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin but present yourselves to god as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to god for sin shall not have dominion over you for you are not under law but under grace amen amen saying 
present yourself to God. Come before God. Just give yourself to God. Your members, all that you are, my mind, my will, my emotions, everything, my body, saying, come and present. Give to God. Saying, do not present your members to unrighteousness. Do not present your body to unrighteousness. Let there, let there not be uh, even a hint of it. Now, sometimes we, I know we fall in sin like that. We do things unknowingly. But sometimes we plan to sin. We plan to sin. We plan ahead. And scripture says, do not make provision for the flesh. Do not plan ahead to sin. Present yourself, your body, everything about you as instruments of righteousness to God. Amen. So walking in the Spirit, so when we make that choice again, the Holy Spirit comes and helps us. He comes alongside and he helps us. And lastly, to walk in the Spirit is to pray in the Spirit, to pray in the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 4 says, He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself or builds up, builds up himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church, the body in both cases are being built up. So if I pray in a tongue, if I pray in the spirit, if I pray in tongues, the gift of tongues is available for every believer. What happens when I pray in tongues? The, I am being built up. I am being edified. I'm being made strong in the spirit. Another scripture is Jude chapter, two, uh, Jude verses 20 and 21 says, but you beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Romans chapter 8 and verse 26. Likewise, the, scripture, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings, which cannot be uttered. Praying in the Spirit, a wonderful gift given to the body of Christ, given to us as believers. When was the last time we prayed in the Spirit? You know, when was the last time we spent extended periods of time just praying in the Spirit? I'm telling you, it'll just change, change you on the inside out. Because it says here, we do not know sometimes what we should pray for. But the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. What are those weaknesses? Sometimes we think, oh, I'm praying about world evangelism. But the Holy Spirit is really praying, you know, and dealing with that problem with your anger. That problem with lust. That problem with something else. Bitterness maybe. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Spirit. We are exhorted to pray more in the Holy Spirit. To build ourselves up in our holy, uh, on our most holy faith. And, and this is also another aspect of walking in the spirit, to pray in the spirit, right? So we looked at how we need to know our identity. We need to be strong in, in, in who we are and what we have become in Christ. Be adamant about it. Just hold on to it aggressively. And secondly, we looked at how walking in the spirit is about setting our mind on the things of the spirit. We cannot hope to be transformed if our mind is set on carnal things. So choose to set our mind on the things of the Spirit. Thirdly, to walk in the Spirit is to manifest the love of God. And it's not something out there, but it's something that God has already given us, poured out in our spirit. 
to walk in the spirit is to be filled with the spirit to come under the influence to be completely taken over by the holy spirit to walk in spirit is to present ourselves as instruments of righteousness to god to walk in the spirit is also to pray in the holy spirit to pray much in tongues and even as we do that may we purposefully intentionally choose to walk in the spirit choose to walk in the spirit galatians 5 and verses 22 and 23 we're going to close with this says but the fruit of the spirit um actually let's just read from verse 16 galatians 5 galatians chapter 5 and verse 16 this is the verse that we started with it says i say then walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh and these are contrary to one another so that you do not know the things that you wish but if you are led by the spirit you are not under the law verse 19 talks about the works of the flesh it says the works of the flesh are evident which are adultery fornication uncleanness lewdness idolatry sorcery hatred contentions jealousies outbursts of wrath selfish ambitions dissensions heresies envy murders drunkenness revelries and the like of which i tell you beforehand just as i also told you in times past that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of god these things no we don't need to let there not even be a hint of it in our lives verse 22 but the fruit of the spirit but the end result of the work of the holy spirit the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace long suffering kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self control against such there is no law and those who are christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires if we live in the spirit let us also walk in the spirit amen that's the invitation from god that's the invitation from the spirit of god to live to walk in the spirit and the he who indwells us yearns for us to walk in the spirit he yearns so jealously he has great plans he doesn't want us to live that low kind of life he's called us to live a much higher life a pursuit of higher pleasures the pursuit of the most high god himself and even as we do that we will be a channel of blessing to others as well let's just take this time to to come before god and and really take an inventory of what is happening in our lives are we walking in the spirit or are we walking in the flesh make a choice this morning and say lord i i come to you god i just see that uh, yes you will never leave me nor forsake me Thank you for your love. I thank you Lord that you never give up on me God. So many times Lord we give up on ourselves because of the kind of life that we're living even after being called as born again believers but God you never give up on us. This morning we come back to you.
So Lord, come, have your way, have your way. I give you my heart, I give you my soul. Have your way in me, God. But we all stand and let's worship the Lord this time. Say, God, I give myself to you. Have your way in us, O oh God. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us this morning. O oh God, we thank you. This is our desire, God. We choose to live for you, God. O oh God, we choose to walk in the Spirit, O oh Master. Oh, we choose to hold on tightly, O oh God, to who we are in you, Master. Oh, we choose to walk in love. We choose to set our minds on you, O oh Master. We choose to present ourselves to you, O oh Father God. Yes, Lord. Yes, O oh God. We choose, O oh God, to spend time praying in the Spirit, O oh Master. Have your way in us. Have your way in us, O oh God. Hallelujah. We thank you. We thank you. Lord, we just want to say that we value your presence in our lives. So many times, Lord, we are not even aware of that presence, the gentle presence, God. 
But this morning, oh God, you again stir that up in us, oh God, that you indwell us. And Lord, may we, even as we go through this week, be aware of that presence. May we constantly, Lord, make choices that glorify you and bring a smile to your face, God. And Lord, may we walk in the Spirit. We thank you. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the Father, and the fellowship, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with us even as we live in the Spirit and walk in the Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a great week. Have a week of walking in victory, consistent victory, even as you walk in the Spirit. God bless. We trust that this message was a blessing to you. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at contact at apcwo.org. Also, visit our website www.apcwo.org for additional resources. Thank you for listening and God bless you.